You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What's up, punters and dribblers? Welcome to some all-talk best-ofs. We uh, were very lucky this year, Eddie, thanks to our good friends at SEN, uh, or in partnership with our good friends at SEN. We got to speak to some real cool motherfuckers. Yeah, bro. Um, and sure So a couple of best-ofs that we will have for you over this holiday period. A couple of straight-up thoroughbreds. A couple of straight-up thurries. We're just going to have a little mixture of some, some nice tidbits from each episode. This first one, Eddie... This first one is Nathan Lyon telling us about how he dropped the ball at Headingley. Do we remember that? When fucking Stokes went on, scored one of the great tons. Oh, no, they won the test. He'd already scored yeah. the 100. I can't recall. But anyway, it also talks about how Tim Payne is the best captain he's ever played under. So, a great yarn. I talk about, especially that moment of going, okay, I've screwed up. <laughs> Let's be honest. I made a mistake. Yeah. So, I've got three seconds now. To compose myself, get back on top of my mark, and I've still got a chance to win this game. Mm-hmm. And in my head, this is going to sound weird. In my head, I won the game. It's just the fact that the umpire wasn't playing LBW. That yeah. was that was after the fact as well. That LB that was out. Yeah, that, that was the next ball. That's, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you'd actually mentally you'd got yourself yeah. back. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I had to. Yeah, I had no choice. I stuffed up. I made a mistake. So I had three seconds. So this is what I spoke to Lloydie about, like. The way I was able to, I go, okay, no, nah, I'm going to win this game. I've still got the chance to win this game. It's not over. Yeah. And I know the results didn't go our way and we burnt a review and all that stuff that <laughs> lead up. And can't, I can't control that. But no. I know it's just that, that factor of being able to, um, I know, build yourself up and with the mental side. If it makes it feel better, the nation knows that it was a wicket. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, and yeah. we know you didn't burn that review either. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say you did. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> what was the three seconds like before you get back and bowl that next ball? Like, Or even just that immediately, like, what was that like in your head, that moment? Well, check on goaded. Um, yeah, 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 true, no, true, uh, true. That's, that's a good plug. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, no, but we'll bleep this out. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, no, it was challenging because um, – you look around and you get the crowd going absolutely nuts um, off the back of your mistake. But then mm. you look around your mates and a couple of their mates, their heads in their hands. Uh, there's a couple of teapots floating around or a couple of blokes kicking the ground, um, what, whatever it may be. But I can promise you one thing. No no one felt as bad as what I did <laughs> okay, yeah. with it, within that. Um, oh, even even today I still feel bad about it, but it's part of the game. That's yeah. where you... Is it true that you were made to watch it like the next day? You had to watch that whole thing back. Yeah, yeah. So uh, JL <laughs> said, "Oh, we well, we had a couple of beers at the end of that game, and um, a few of us sat down in the uh, restaurant at just at the hotel and had a meal, meal and a few beers, and had a message come around saying, I think it was eight o'clock coffee, team walking coffee, and I don't drink coffee, and so I'm like, what do I have to?" Come for a walk and go for a coffee. Surely I can have a sleep in. (laughs) (coughs) Anyway, so we got downstairs, walked, uh, and about to walk out, and they they said, oh, no, we're going upstairs first. And went up there, and our analyst is there with a bloody big projector and big screen, and it's got the last (laughs) 10 overs. Oh, my God. It's funny because, like, purely by, like, coincidence, someone sent us a, like, a, it was almost a, it wasn't a meme, but it was like a, don't forget the day after they, the the Ashes, they had to go and watch this. It's head, Headingley, right? Yeah. Headingley. Yeah, the day after Headingley, the boys had to go and watch the 10 overs, and I just saw it, and I was like, get out of here. That is crazy. What was it like 
were you were you were you dirty having to do that, or was it like, well, this is kind of what it's about? Or <laughs> I was reliving that so close to the event. Uh, I was filthy. Yeah. I was absolutely filthy because yeah. just got through the night, um, having a couple of beers, trying to forget about it, yeah. <laughs> laying laying in bed and staring at the roof. Thinking about your mistake and all that stuff, and then the next morning we go downstairs and we got to. When watch your anxiety is it. at its highest, <laughs> yeah. I, it's on the test doco, the first one, and I look absolutely filthy on on camera, like hood on, <laughs> hat on, just shake my head, like not engaging in any conversations. Yeah. And, um, but to be honest with you, I think that was probably the best thing JL did as as coach especially for me at that, mm. that stage, was to actually go through it and talk about it. But then the way Payne took control of that, his team right then, even after that test match, I think was uh, probably up there with the best leadership I've seen. He came across as a real alpha in that test, Doco, yeah. especially after that loss. Just basically, if my memory serves me, you've just been like, stick to the plan. Like, stick Payne. to what got us here. Yeah, Payne. Yeah. And then you come out and rip them, rip them apart and that. Next test would that have been the fourth test? Yeah, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Payne, I don't know. I'm happy to say Payne's probably the best skipper I've played under, okay. and that's not saying that Michael Clark and Steve Smith, Pat Cullens aren't great captains. I feel like Payne, he was never the the big dog in the team. He's never going to be the best player in the team. Mm. When you got the likes of Pat, you got Michael Clark, you got Steve Smith, or whoever it may be. Ricky. Yeah. Pana Huss. Like we sit here all day yeah. talk about it. he was never gonna be the top dog. So he kinda realised that and he was like, Right, okay, now nah, I am the captain of this team and this is the way we're gonna go about it. So <clears throat> I think yeah, I'm and I'm happy to sit here and say he was the best captain I've played under. There you go. Wow. There you go. He certainly comes across that way. Just he just sort of seems to be oozing out of his paws. Well it was when he when he came in, right? Like it was obviously a hectic time and then it sort of very quickly, I felt comfortable with him. You know what I mean? Because everyone's like, oh, shit, he felt what's going safe, on here? Like yeah. a dad coming in yeah. to just go. Like a dad, you know. Let you know, me, let, let everyone just calm down. <laughs> Dad's got it. Dad's got it. You know? Yeah. That's certainly how I felt. That's the way it came across. And I don't know him from a bar of soap, obviously. <laughs> but when he spoke in press conferences, he calmed me. Because that was a tumultuous period when he came in. How do you reflect on the the saga in South Africa and, and everything after it. Do you do you look back and just go, that was a wild time in my life? Or are you just glad that it's in the rear vision mirror? Oh, I think yeah, well I'm glad glad it's in the rear vision mirror. Obviously. There's no point <laughs> yeah. no point hiding behind that. But uh, you look back and you go, shit, what was what was happening? Like that was a wild time. That's mm. that's one thing one way. But I think we went through it, we've learnt from it and I think we're. I think Australian cricket's in a better place now for it. If I'm being honest with mm. you, I think, <clears throat> and I've said it before, I think we probably went through a stage as a, as an Australian cricket team where we got quite arrogant uh, in in the way we were playing it, playing the game of cricket, and that's not Australia in my eyes. Um, I feel like Australia plays extremely confidently and etc. But <clears throat> it's not. We're not arrogant. So I feel like having that mishap, being able to learn through it, go through it, go through the public shame and all, all that, but to rebuild the Australian cricket team and make Australian fans proud of 
Australian cricket team again. I think that was that was actually one hell of a journey to be on, and I'm so proud that I was able to ride that whole wave and, and with all the other boys and and make Australian cricket so proud again, and go over to the Ashes over into nineteen and then come back here and I don't know just play the brand of cricket that we've been able to play. It's been pretty pretty special. Who could forget this next one, Eddie? The one, the only, Maddie fucking Johns. It was. Surreal is not too big of a word, but I also don't want to sound like I'm sucking his ball sack. But it was a surreal moment to have the great man in the studio. And this next bit uh, is Matty talking about uh, the origin of Red Dragon. Post-footy career, Mm. you go into... Were you doing footy show before you retired? A little bit. So that's like where you just sort of get in a taste for it all? Yeah, they'd invite me on and, you know, they, they were doing sort of... They'd get players on as guest hosts and things like that. Yeah. Started to do it there. And were you naturally, was your natural inclination to be the funny guy when you were on there? Was that always the no. thing or did that develop? I think it just, it developed into a role. Yeah. Is that, so the Red Dragon character, for yes. instance, that was born long till a, a fair while before I went on. So you were doing Reg, you were, you know. The origins, of, this is where it happened, right? So at the time, New, Newcastle were in the midst of arseholing me out of the club, and it was a it was a really stressful time. It was, and I was fuck, you know, this is oh, and it was just we were about two thirds of the way through the season. Was that a bad just on that? Was that yeah. a, was that a tumultuous period? Like I didn't really know how that came. Yeah, about. it took on started taking on the life of its own a little bit. You know, local. Yeah, it it was sort of used as a tool. Like you know, whenever there's. There was a bit going. There were some factions in the club, and you know, one faction was using that against the other. I'll be honest with you. Looking back, it was the right decision. I, I was hitting right. the wall. I was just about done. Yeah. But it was you know the usual stuff that what happens. You know, it happens. You see it all the time. Mm. You know, where a side's got a local junior. You know, and he's all of a sudden he's thirty two, and they're going to move him on. And people go, "You can't do that." Yeah. But hey, you can't run anymore. You know? <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there anyway. We're up in Townsville. We're about to play the Cowboys. And I'm lying on the bed, Mark Hughes on the bed next to me, and we're watching the movie that Michael Stipe made, produced, called The Man on the Moon, about Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. Starring Jim Carrey. Yes. And Andy Kaufman was his genius who, who was Andy, but then he would transform into these other people. He had these alter personalities, like alter egos. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't just go into them like hearty ha ha. He would become that person. And I just thought, how wonderful, how lovely it would be to just get a break from yourself. So I thought, there's been so much going on in my life. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to totally take on a new persona. So through the weeks, I would become Red Reagan. <laughs> what, like a training? And yeah. Shit. Far out. That's crazy. Warren Ryan, the coach, didn't really get it. <laughs> did the boys how did the boys, yeah, the boys like, they so I would you turn up it. sometimes like in sort of 70 shirts with the big lapels and, and they go oh Reg is here <laughs> and they yeah, carry on the facade and I did a couple of interviews I remember Steve Maskell coming in after a game once and it was like oh Matty I said stop you right there <laughs> full time siren's gone I'm Reg Reagan and he was like Okay, so we did this interview with Reg. That's, that's hilarious. So it just spilled in and then went on the show and yeah, they got me to do a couple of things and and uh, they said, anything else? And I went, yeah, I've got this sort of alter ego that I slip into. Red Reagan. Oh, yeah, tell us about him. Oh, he's, 
sort of this obnoxious guy who's stuck in the 70s. He's full of all this false bravado. Mm. Uh, but again, to cover his underlying insecurities, he's an alcoholic. Except now, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's who we are. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it went like that. It's kind of crazy though with Red Reagan, and I don't mean to like blow smoke up your ass, but like oh, as a do. yeah, but as a character, he has like it's got a place in Australian like sort of comedic folklore. A yeah. little, you know, there's like. Obviously, you've got like Barry Humphreys and Dame Edna and that, and like that was sort of a global export that people. But yeah. Red Reagan like became a full on, full on thing. That's, Reg holds up. Red, oh fuck, yeah. Reg, Reg, Reg absolutely does. And he was a different. He was literally in my. He was a different person. Yeah, right. Like I would, I would, and I put my hand. I would transform <laughs> when I put put the gear on. Yeah, and it would happen. I could be like I've gone where I've. We're going to do a shoot. I've had to do this certain thing as Reg, and I can turn up, and it's I'm tired, and it's the very last thing I want to do. And as soon as I put the gear on, I would transform. You're into it, and I just I'd be I'd have gas in the tank. <laughs> I'd be sweet. I'd bantering. Things would come like you get there sometimes, and you, you go right. We're going to do this live interview, and I'd go, How am I going to do that? Like I'm mm. tired. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Mm. But then when the gear went on, and someone would talk. Everything would just flow. Yeah. And something about like knowing the character so well that you actually know intuitively how to react to certain questions or in certain yeah. situations that are true to whatever he is. I tell you, I tell you a funny thing like that. Like I interviewed on the podcast recently Walid Ali. Yes, and I said to him, "Who is the most impressive person that you've you've met or worked with in field of work?" And he said, "This is going to sound outrageous." He be said. The guy who does Elmo. And I'm like, right. He said, what you gotta understand is, he said, he said, we had him live on the project. He said we had he had this little sort of area under the table. So we're looking at that break going, okay, there's a guy under the table, <laughs> he's got Elmo. So he's got the puppet and he said there was nothing planned. He just said, Ask me whatever you want, and he would answer everything in character well, as yeah. Elmo and do the face. Like, you, you're not just saying it. You'll have to do the emotions with your hand. And, yes. and he said he just nailed it. He said, I was just looking down going, this guy's a genius. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Now, I'm not saying Reg is a genius. <laughs> well. no, but, but you do, you actually you actually know if you ask uh, ask Reg's opinion on something, it would just flow. Yeah, I, I just it. knew oh, it was it was that part of my brain. I Where, knew it Where'd Reg come videos. from, the name Reg Ray? Yeah. Because it's know. a ripper. Yeah, I don't know. I think either you know what, and who he became was a sort of conglomerate of all the people that I knew from Cessnock and people who'd lived in the house, old mm. footballers and dad's mates, things like that. Like dad would always say, oh, "I don't really." Dad never found him funny. I said, "Because dad, you are <laughs> yeah, Red Reagan." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I think you know, the, I said Terry Regan. So I thought part of it was, you know, Rigo's character, Terry Regan, the outrageous Terry Regan. And I went, okay, Terry Regan, okay, Regan, okay, well, Reg has got a, you yeah, know, so nice so Reg Regan. And some of the some of the fucking street talk things with Reg or like the Logies ones, like, yeah. mate, it's, it's funny. Like you look back on the footy show and, again, for people of our generation, that's like golden age television like it's just some of the great moments of our childhood growing peak up telly. some of the peak yeah. telly it was and it, and it was fun 
Yes. Like, you know, like it wasn't cerebral television. You never no. went on there to say, right, uh, right uh, we're going to change the world. Here. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just, it was just, mate, it was fun. Yeah. Mm. They were great guys to work with. It was good fun. And you go out on the street talks and just mix them with the punters. And the punters, like, you know, it's funny. Some of the old women at Sue Reg, and they, you know, side love. Because everyone knows, knew a Reg. Yes. You know, it, yeah. was, it was either their dad or it was their crazy uncle. Mm. It was someone. You know, they, everyone related to him. They knew yeah. who he was. This next one, punters and dribblers, is in reference to the corners of the earth, Kamchatka boys. And Spencer and Guy. Spencer and Guy, absolute thoroughbreds. Love them both dearly. They talked about how they were held up in Russian immigration. Wild story. Russia had just gone to war with the Ukraine and they find themselves balls deep behind enemy lines, as it were. As they go to try and create a surf documentary uh, on the coast of Russia in sub-zero temperatures. Correct. Wild stuff. Because when you landed in Russia, immigration didn't let in a handful of you, let in one of you. What was the situation? Yeah, there? so we landed in the plane and then even at one point when we got off the plane and the stewardess came up to us, she's like, you guys all good? We're like, yeah. And she's like, there was two Russian jets that escorted us over the border. When wow. We oh. And that was just like... Right next to the plane. Did yeah. you see them? No, we didn't see we them. We didn't. Just got told. Whoa. But it was just like... It was just such a, everything. Pretty. Yeah, like it was like a dream. Like yeah. not a good or bad. It was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like wow. it was such a crazy day. And I think going into Russia, everyone had told us that you know, boredom, uh, border security is pretty full on and they'll question you and just, you know, you, there's nothing wrong you guys are doing, so just get your story straight and you'll be fine. And then, yeah, we, we I'll let you tell, this is your favourite story to share. So. Yeah, yeah, this is good. And then, yeah, basically we, yeah, we had the pep talk from everyone, just like straight face, paperwork, ev- you've got everything and you just hand it over, smile and you come through basically. And I gave her my passport and just, and then it like, scanned it and it made like this weird kind of beepy sound that didn't sound good and then um i see letty over in like another booth because it's like those metal booth things yeah. and he i like look over and she he's like kind of fumbling and then he gets let through and i was like what the fuck and she's like oh like your passport's not connecting or something and then guy tried and then guys the same thing it kind of beeped and then he, he like got denied and then fraser as well and then we were all just like what the, where's letty like he got through and then she basically like, she's like, I'm going to take your passports. She's like, I'll be back in 10 like, minutes. 10 minutes. And Go wait she, in the corner. And she just like went MIA for, oh. for like two hours. <laughs> oh disappeared. Oh. And we're just like sitting in this little immigration area. like. And there was people getting like, so it was like a room. We're on these three chairs and there's people around us and people are getting sent home. Like, like they, people are getting deported. There's these like, there's like oh. kind of good cop, bad cop rooms that you get taken into and people are either coming out and going through or they're coming out and... Yeah, going and home. Like, you hear him going like, you know, we got to get you on the next flight out, like blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it was it was crazy. And that was what, like three hours we sat there, just like no idea. Letty was in Russia on his own with like no Wi-Fi. And he like, he borrowed like the stewardess's phone because she came through and she was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah, why? And she's just like, you should be more stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends are not getting in. And he was just like, oh shit, like. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And then this like bald, staunch, scary Russian immigration guy just like, he's like, Australians or something. He's like, you three. We're like, fuck. All right. And like (laughs) in here and we like walk into this room. It's just like four white walls and a desk. Like, yeah, just scary looking Russian dude. And it's just three pieces of paper on the table. I'll never forget this in my whole life. 
It's like official deportation papers of the Russian Federation. Oh. Spencer Frost, Guy Willamant, Fraser Dovell, signed, stamped, laid out in front of the three of us. Passports on them. And we're just like, thanks for coming. (laughs) See you, lady. Guy and Fraser just had like a full mind melt. Like, well, he was like, "What are you doing here?" And I was just like, (laughs) "Me and Fraser just melted." Yeah, he just he just said, "What are you doing in Russia?" And we were just like, "I was I just kind of took over and I was like, hey, like we're allowed to be here. We have all this paperwork. Like I just kind of got out everything that I had and just like invitations, visas. It's all legit." Blah blah. And he just like kind of wasn't really buying it he was just like what who invited you what what's your contact and then he was kind of like you've got you've got a phone call like put me on to someone and i called victoria who was kind of like the on the ground like logistics manager mm. um in and she was actually just like at the baggage carousel like just at the other side and then they kind of yelled in in russian and um yeah they were back and forth and then it was kind of like yeah it didn't sound good it was <laughs> it was i remember the only word i knew was no like net and they, the guy just kept being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, boys, this, this is grim. And then, and then, yeah, he said like, he like kind of shoved the phone back to me and then she was like, Spenny, I'll handle it and hung up on me. And I was like, fuck, like, all right. And then he's like, go back outside. And we just like went back out and sat there for another like half an hour. And then he just like walked over and handed us our passports and he said, go on through. Wow. Ooh. It was just so weird. They said our visas weren't like in the system. Like they didn't um, know we were coming. Like someone didn't send something and someone to something. But Letty's was? It was such a trip out because they asked Letty um, if he had a, like any other forms of passport. And they asked us all this, but we didn't have like, we just have Aussie passports. But yeah. he has um, English or UK. Yeah, British passport. Yeah, and he gave him these British. And it made like a ding and let him go through on his British. Uh, so did he just accidentally give over the wrong passport? Like, or did he no, because no, he, he scanned it and it did the same as ours. And then... But then they stamped his Aussie one. So we were just like, what the... F-? Like, <laughs> it just didn't yeah, make sense. It right. didn't make sense. But yeah, that was like after everything that happened in Abu Dhabi and then on the plane and then landing in Moscow and, and that, it was like 24 hours of like stress, wow. anxiety. You would have um, been exhausted after that. <laughs> we were f- yeah. fucked. And then you got to fly all the way to Kamchatka, which which is surely ten, ten, ten hours, nine or ten hours, ten Domestic hours, yeah, like oh twice my. across Australia, pretty much, and then yeah. straight into the water, yeah, straight into negative sixteen one degree water. <laughs> oh but at least you're in, you were going in the right direction, though. Yeah, yeah, I think like once we were, even like once we were, oh, Moscow was a little bit like we kind of got told just like stay in the airport hotel and yep. just just like take, lay low, like you're there, like it's all happening, and then we basically slept for like six hours and like all of us just crashed like we were in this like shittest little airport hotel <laughs> and we just like ball passed out woke up in the morning went to like the domestic airport which is kind of down the road and then yeah got on the flight for 10 hours and flew across siberia like craziest landscape like ever basically mm. and and landed and we were there and like as soon as we landed it was like on yeah. like we were, we're good now like, we're like good the- we're safe like like we've got the right people that are going to look after us and like now we've got to get to work. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app, you'd see some 
I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yeah. or Hines doesn't play. Yeah. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. Yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught if out. If you're following on my prof is what I'm saying is daddy, they are calling me daddy value. And I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets do you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style. Value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You've been pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's live. Well, I'm just saying I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't went on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler so, doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's a problem. We've we've now uncovered. That you didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes, Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds. Fuck you, Tobler. Now you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler, dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season. We know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. Next up. Close personal friends of the show, Peasant Higos of the Grade Cricketer, number one, best cricketing podcast, cricketing, cricketing podcast, 
in the fucking world. Uh, so here they talk about their success in India. Big India guys. And a funny Justin Langer yarn. How much uh, is India playing a role in what you do now? Sort of, obviously, as you came up, it was all about, you know, club cricket and mm. and all the sort of, like, in-jokes there. But how much of a focus do you guys have now on India? Um, I, just, I just think we just... I can't really say what's in the live show. We, we look, we address it in the live shows, okay. uh, by okay, the way, right, uh, right. coming up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I forgot about that actually. <laughs> but it was really important to us when we like decided, oh, let's have a crack at like India content. That like nothing changes for what we do with Australia and the mm. UK. Like, mm. We literally haven't we've probably increased what we do with Australia and the UK. Like our main podcast mm. is about that, uh, and. We've still like been doing the Channel Seven show until last year. We've still been doing live shows. Like we give as much as we ever give, as we've ever given, if not more. The interviews still continue or whatever. We've literally just been. We just added this on top of it. Yeah, yeah. you're now uh, watching IPL all fucking night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely watching every game. Every fucking ball. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank God for KO. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Commercially, not even that much with India. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's also it's also just because yeah. like where cricket's going, you know, boys. Yeah. Like it's it's like it just there is more and more like India finance the game, so mm. like they have to they have to play against someone, and often it's against England or Australia, which is where our other audience is, and America. Um, and so like there's just more cricket there, and so yeah. like if you're if our job is to watch cricket, which for the most part it seems to be. Like we have to watch heaps of cricket. Um, <laughs> that like, uh, yeah, the, the, you're organically going to have to watch heaps of cricket in Shit, India anyway. That's where that's where all the games are. Yes. That's where all the uh, best players play. Like like the IPL is. Um, it's hard to. I've never watched the IPL until three the last last three years. Yeah. So the the final was last night. Um, and before that, I didn't really know who the teams were. I, I knew some Australians played over there, but I didn't know where, like, the great Aussie players played. Like, I, we talked before, like, did Michael Clark play in the IPL? And then like, I had to, like, look it up. And like, yeah, yeah, he, play, he played for, uh, yeah, one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he played for one of the teams that don't exist anymore. I might yeah, play for Pune. Pune. Yeah, uh, okay. Super Giants. Yeah, the Super Warriors. Okay. Yeah, do miss them. Yeah, I miss the Super, Super, Super Warriors. Warriors. Super Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Them so, and the North Sydney Bears, eh? You've got to get a back too soon. Too yeah. soon. Really. Um, but then, yeah, then you watch it and you're like, oh, fuck, it's just, it is actually really good. But the problem is for an Australian audience, it's on, it's, the game started at midnight and they finish at 4 a.m. It's, yeah. the, it's the most unwatchable time, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you can't stay up for that. You can't get up for that. Like, it's just, it's unwatchable for us. So, um, but that's where most cricket is going as well. Anyway, it's a long way of saying, like, yeah, we do, we do more stuff into India. Yes. But that's also because, more cricket is being, is played, being played in India there. for India as well. Did so. you did you find that like you, enjoy, you it's made you enjoy T20s more? I, I can get around a T20 here or there, mm. or like even the Big Bash. I think even the most recent season of Big Bash was kind of good compared to yeah. maybe the ones. Well, the back at the back end certainly got interesting. But like, have yeah. you found that it's is some of it a slog, or is it like you kind of enjoy watching this shit now? <laughs> like <laughs> cricket generally, is <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like okay, we um. Uh, like, so we, we did some live shows through summer and uh, if people have been watching the show, like, we often got told some pretty funny things about Justin Langer by players and would often, like, talk about it on the show. Yeah. And then, 
like to his immense credit, like we asked JL if he'd be a guest at our live show, uh, and like, I wrote a full-on thing to him explaining why this would be a beautiful thing, and I was fully upfront that like we'd made comedy out of his coaching situation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, and, and like yeah, he, resp- yeah, yeah. he he appreciated it. And anyway, like, it, the point is like uh, at the end of the like time we had on stage with him in front of the like absolutely fucking Schindler's List Brisbane crowd <laughs> and we did not yeah. get him up for us TGC at the end we were like nah yeah. but like we're downstairs and um and he like got uh I'm sure he wouldn't mind us saying this but like he um he went downstairs to the green room and he got his phone out immediately sat down and was like buried in his phone I was like oh what are you looking at JL I've had a couple of beers and and he's like oh Scorchers score Right, and I was, and I said to him, like, I'm like, do you, do you actually, do you like it? And he, and he looked up like deadpan. He goes like, man, I love it. <laughs> and whole room stopped. It was so intense. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's up to the it. side, and like, everyone yeah. just starts looking. At it, and then he's like, he's like, fixed me with his gaze, and he, and he goes like, he goes like, he's like, do you love it? And and I said, I'm like, oh, it's a complex relationship, JL. You know what I mean? And then he stopped. He goes, no. But do you love it? <laughs> do you it love was, it, it Sammy? So and, I, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I, love I, I, I love it. I love uh, it. But like, that's my answer to the question about watching T20 cricket. Like, no, I, I don't think watching more of it in the last couple of years has led to me being like an evangelist it. for it. Like, oh no, it's actually good. You know, if you watch it, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I test cricket. You know, like I'm old yeah. school like that. Uh, but I suppose we're a little bit agnostic, and that's like, well, fuck, like that's just what people are playing, and this. You know, it's it's like T Twenty cricket is not as funny as Test cricket. Like, there's no. less mm. funny things that can happen yeah. for us. Like, there's less content. Like, like Test cricket is beautiful because there's so much like failure and mm. so much brutality and so like that all the pain is magnified and <laughs> yeah. and it's so fucking boring and long. It yeah. gives rise to s- more silly conversations. Yeah, T Twenty cricket is like made for actual commercial entertainment and by extension like has less bullshit in it so no i don't like it as much (laughs) but but, um but you know we 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 cover a bit of it and yeah like particularly at the moment the ipl just finished so we just had like bulk clips running out talking about indian cricket and so all of our like aussie and english fans are just like fucking pandering you're just doing it for the bunts boys (laughs) this is bullshit and like the ashes is going to start and it's just going to be all white stuff you know uh this next yarn could be anything (laughs) haha see what i did there yeah nice (laughs) get it this is the guru the roo the man the legend he he talks here about not offending players and how he sort of uh walks the tightrope there the notes that he bring uh he creates when he's assessing his next could be anythings bit cagey about this but interesting nonetheless uh and he talks about his birthday whenever i am negative or anything it's it's only about performance Mm. It's not about that player. Yes, and I think I, I've 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 learnt to deliver that better. And look, and I also think that these guys, like they're they're professional athletes. They're all headstrong and tough as nails to get to where they are, mm. which I know is something I'm not headstrong enough to have ever done. Mm. Like, and I, I think that I think that sometimes we think the players get more upset than what they do. Mm. The vast majority I talk to are like, yeah, no, fair play. There's fair. some that aren't, mm. and I'm blocked by most of those which is fine that's you know it's you, funny though because like but the reality is that the only not the only reason but a massive part of the uh the economy of rugby league or of sport professionally anyway is that you've got 
dribblers like us or media in general or the fans who like have their opinion. You like you want that to be thriving. Obviously, the way the opinions delivered matters. Like if you're sending like abusive DMs to players mm-hmm. and stuff, that's not a way to behave. But but like, I also understand that when you're 23 years old and all that's happened to you for the last 10 years, everyone told you how good you are. That can be hard to take in. Yes. Yes, definitely. You're not necessarily taught to receive criticism. Yeah. Which, you know. Like, imagine having the same conversations you're having now with yourself at 23. Mm. Look, I was. And, and that's I one way that I. At 23. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing absolutely. No, I mean, it would. I'd be like, no, you're probably, probably spot on. I'm not doing fucking anything. <laughs> well, we're at uni. Can you know you, what I mean? Where are we? Can I don't you, even know. Can you give us a name of someone who's blocked you, a player, and we'll beep it out just because I want to know? Um. <laughs> yeah, he'll definitely want to bleep it out. Um. Lock it, beep it, beep <laughs> it, beep <laughs> it. And I, w- I think that would be to do with uh. Potentially, if I had to guess, yeah. Which you know what? That certain player, I get it. Mm. I, I get also it. think we probably need to beep some of this other shit because it's, still <laughs> it's, get it's very incriminating. Yes. <laughs> um. But 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 to me, I I don't get upset by that. I yeah. get it. He's a professional athlete. He's worked his entire career to get to where he is. He's a champion of the game. And me, who's never played the game, criticising something he does, I get it. Yeah, sometimes, though, I'm like, why block if you just can unfollow? Like, I get blocking someone. Like, if someone's on your page talking shit and, like, spamming you, then, like, you just block them because it's like, I don't, you don't need to yeah. see it. But, like, you don't need to follow. But I, I also think, though, that, you know, and for all you know, that week, that player might have just had a shocker. Yeah. Family, kids. Anything could be happening in that player's life and maybe my little negative comment has just mm. tipped them over the edge, yeah. which happens to all of us. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. What what sort of notes are you taking throughout a game? I'd like to look at, like, is, there a, book is there a book them? we can look at? I used to have a book. I do it most of the time now because I, because I then take it to bloke on a Monday. I need right. it sort of on the computer. Yeah, okay. tell you, I'm not writing them twice. So <laughs> I've sort of transitioned to the computer, but I'm very old school like that. If I had it my way... It'd be all pen and paper. Really? And it'd be a nightmare. You wouldn't be able to read it. No, well, that'd be one but of the But so what, is it what, like, give, can you give us some sort well, of I insight? can't reveal too much. Okay, so, okay. okay. No, I like that. So there's some sort of commercial Because there's part of me that knows that someone eventually down the track is going to take the exact same formula that knows more about it. Like, I, I'm waiting for the next player to go, oh, I can do this. Oh, so there's a there's, there's a, a there's a method to your mad. There's a bit of a method to it, yeah. And is that purely from a super coach perspective or is that from a general, the way that you are sort of- No, no, general that I- Putting down the data that you're consuming. Yes. I, you know what? It's not like a mathematical equation thing. A lot of what I do is eye test. It's not like a DES model. Put in that beautiful it's not a mind. Des model, put all yeah. the equations over the screen right now, please, Tobler. There's those like. There you uh, go. A beautiful mind at work. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, do you do it like little diagrams and stuff? Not little like diagrams. Little pictures? No, no. It's it's not. You're making it out to seem <laughs> so much more high tech than what. But it you're is. not telling me what it is, yeah, so I need to use my Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Good guru hunting. Yeah, but like, yeah. if you want to take your Ruben Cotter example before, so you there's a way you worked out. There's certain things that I could tell you about Ruben Cotter that I've been watching for years that I, why I knew he'd be successful. That so, you're not prepared to share. No. no, 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 and that's good. Like, I love that. A bit of mystery. So for those of you that don't know, was it on Bloke where you first made that call? Yeah. Um, bloke in a bar, obviously, Den and Kemp. Um, you basically, it was at the first start of the season, it was like you're predicting origin players for mm. that year. Who's going to debut for Queensland? You called Ruben Cotter out in one of the great... Well, at the time it was like, huh? It was Everyone left field as like, fuck. Left the field. Cowboys weren't. At the doing time anything. he wasn't in the Cowboys predicted seven eight. 
Yeah, and everyone was like, what are you talking about? And yeah. then he debuts. Yeah. So you can't tell us the equation necessarily, but I'd certainly like to hear... I hate how you keep using the word equation. No, just it's, I like... It's yeah, no one's an equation, but that. Yeah. trust me... We will refer to it as an equation. It sort of it sort of is an equation in the sense of like A squared plus B squared equals C squared. You know yes. what I mean? Like there's certain things to that you're extent, looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But to it's also extent. just funnier to talk about it as an equation. Yes. Well, it, well, it, I mean, in a sense, <laughs> if it I is. was it's you, I'd call it an equation. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, all math at the well, end. Well, it's rugby league math. It is rugby league math. Yeah, he's well, he's like the Stephen Hawking of rugby league math. Less Not the, in the wheelchair. Chair. Less the chair. And the, you know, less, less the chair. chair. Less the chair. Less the chair. <laughs> but um, it's also like the longer it goes, and it's funny when you when I started off, people would never forget the ones I got wrong. Yeah, but now the longer it goes, people remember the ones. The ones you get right. Can I? Can you give us an insight into how you developed this without going into detail of it, or is it too difficult to sort of? No, to be honest with you, I just I always just think I've had a reasonably good eye for it. Right, where's that come from? Is that like, have you got, is rugby league, has it been a big thing in your family? Yeah, like, 100%. Got yeah, old man, yeah, old family. man or yeah. someone who's like always talking about yeah, it. Or my old man like, and my uncle were footy nuts. Right. Probably not as much as me, but unlike me, they were very good footballers. Is it, oh, is yeah. it true you were born on grand final day? Uh, you know what? I, I know you've made that up. I was born September 29. It's a grand final week. <laughs> grand final week. Grand final week. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm changing Actually, that. Actually, can, 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 can one of you day all that? What, <laughs> yeah, what, what, year? what day was the 92 grand final? 92. That's so funny, dude. I reckon I was a day or so off. If you were born on grand final day, that would be so funny. <laughs> oh, September 27. Yeah. Oh. oh. What are you, September? 29. Oh my Two God. days. Nah, we'll do. Call it. No, you definitely say born on grand final day, 1992. Because there would have been grand final activity two days ago. Well, grand final week. Like yeah, grand, final, grand final, final week. But we'll put it this way your birthday must. Would you, Has your birthday ever been on grand final day? Uh, or not, not since sure they've gone a long week? landed on my birthday. It's always been around. I'm not sure if it's landed that on. That is so funny. My I birthday. Up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little fun fact my birthday is the 29th of the 9th, 92. That's palindrome. Oh, same nice. Yeah, backwards. same reverse. I'm, I'm on the 29th as well. It's my favourite number. So I'm I wish it to deliver yeah. at some point. Uh, this next one's potentially close to story of the year from our, from our interviews. It was fucking hilarious. The one and only Steve O'Keefe um, talking about his, uh, his Smudge Smith story. It involves an e-bike and a lost phone. It's it's amazing, like speaking to Steve Smith, and, and you hear about him with his cricket. Like he goes, he can't sleep at night because he's visualising the game about how they're, you know, visualises Stuart Broad running in and how he's just not going to get out. And Steve almost has said that on a few times when he's playing cricket that he's like, I'd visualise the night that hard that I didn't sleep, but I just knew I wasn't getting out. There was no way they could get me out. So he'd turn up Shield games and we're playing Tasma uh, Tasmania and Dremoyne, and he said. Uh, I'm not getting out today, boys. And he made 100 off 302 balls. And he goes, I just want to knock all my bats in. So he had 15 bats lined up. Oh, the my poor 12th God. man was just running bat after bat after bat out. And he was just like... I'm not getting out different. today. Yeah, he goes, like, like there's just, it's just not happening. And yeah. he did, and he didn't. He batted all day. And Jesus. it's like... Remember when he was playing in Adelaide against the Poms as well, he goes, off. Oh, you know, a smudger would say, oh, I found my hands, you know, in his weird thing. Oh, like, oh, your that. hands are always there, but yeah. I found my hands. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, I just wanted to ring everyone and just say, like, you know, you know, we obviously can't bet on cricket, but I'm like, you bet on this guy. He's just going to have the best summer, and he did from then on. Because once he sort of just clicks and gets into this freak yeah. mode like he did in the, the test championship. Yeah. When he wants to make a point or prove a point. it's a, just, Well, it's like when he came back to the Ashes last time after the ban, just goes out there and dominates. Yeah. You know? He's, yeah. I saw a thing on uh, – 
a rival betting agency to the one that sponsors this great podcast. Uh, but they put a post up. I just want to try and find it. It was like his last his last few innings in England. Yeah, uh, un- remarkable. So he averages over 60, but it's like, I mean, back-to-back hundreds. Where is it here? He's a... His last... His last... So 143, 144, 142, 92, 211, 82, 80, 23, and then 121. <laughs> Jeez. How did you interpret Coley? That's, in, that's insane. <laughs> like, like, that's, that's just... As Bradman-like. Well, yeah. probably better. I think he averages... I think he does average more than... Well, it, well it, it reeks of Bradman's, I think it was 1930 trip to the UK. Yeah, where numbers were sort of... Reads like that. Yeah. But I wanted to say, so V-Rock Coley came out and said he was the best test cricketer of this generation. How did you interpret that? Smudge, about smudge. Not about, about smudge. Yeah, no, I think... Did you, I, I was, think that, was that a nice thing to say? Was he basically like trying to lead us into... Like was the test cricket the, the caveat? Like he's the greatest test cricketer of his generation. Uh, but I'm the best. Yeah, well, yeah... Mate, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of it like that. I thought of it as a, We're as a, a nice more cynical. I, I think well, well <laughs> Coley on the field is is one of those guys you'd love to play with because he he's like an Aussie. He competes hard and he's into you. But off the field, he's actually one, an absolute gentleman. Like, oh, we, okay. We looked after him when he first came out to Australia. I was playing at the academy, and he was a young under nineteens cricketer, and he came out and played. I think I probably said this in your last podcast, but he would come out and I'd have to pick him up at the airport. And he's it was an unknown. He's under nineteen captain for India, but never really start. So we got along reasonably well while we're at the cricket academy. And I used mm. to drive him to ASICs to get half price shoes. So we had a deal as a you know Did he, as, he as loves to love it. Yeah. yeah. So he's like I'd drive all the, the, the Indian cricketers who'd come over and take them to the ASICs factory and they would get <laughs> instead of paying two hundred, they'd have to pay a hundred. Anyway, fast forward ten years, go over in twenty seventeen and we're playing a test series against him and you know, he's on this billboard for Puma and I read the paper and it's like, uh, Coley signs $20 million a year with shoe company Puma. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking like, my chance of, uh, you know, a pair, pair of shoes. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or and he didn't even say yes. He's like, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, right on, mate. $20 million deal with Puma. <laughs> he didn't get anything? He did, no, he didn't flick me oh, the shoe. Oh, yeah, yeah, Half price at least. Yeah. <laughs> Not that nice a guy off the field, it would say. Well, where's the ASIC fact? You would have been yeah, out yeah, of fucking... Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he could own one now. That's I mean, so it's just funny. phenomenal. Um, but yeah, lovely. I think he meant it with good intent. And I think okay. Steve Smith, is, he's got a method now and a hunger to score runs. It's just if he's engaged and connected, like he just he just does so well. Mm. Like that 100 that he scored, you know, threw his wicket away in the second innings, chasing runs in the World Test Championship. But this series is about a lot of these guys leaving a legacy. Warner won't come back. Quaja won't come back. Lyon may not come back. Smiths may not come back. So these guys. Has he said to you what his plans are? No, no, I don't. I don't. When we chat, we very rare. Like, you know, it's. I just say well done, and it's sort of one line responses, or we'll catch up. You know, he's got a fascination for e-bikes, and we eat dinner together, and <laughs> you know, like it, it, yes, like he loves e-bikes and scooters and shit. What so do that's, you mean? Well, that's what do you mean he likes okay, e-bikes? So, so the last time he was in Sydney, he's got out in Hill, and I live in Manly. He's like, you can get the ferry to Watson's Bay or whatever. I'll pick you up. And I'm like, okay. Obviously, thinking your car. He goes, have you got a helmet? And I'm like, what? Have you got a helmet? And I'm like. No. <laughs> he goes, because I'm picking you up on my e-bike. So, so, so what, you got to wrap your arms so, around it. So, so, so he goes so, from Belby Hill all the way up to Watson's Bay. Oh, where, wherever the ferry was. Yeah, it was. So I get the ferry over and he's not there. And I'm trying to ring him and he's not picking his phone up. 
And I'm like, what? He's, has he stood me up after just like telling me to bring? So I've, I've, I've got the very with a stack hat helmet. and you know, <laughs> bike shorts and linen, and you know, looking like I'm going to do the tour to France. And he hasn't turned up anyway. I, I thought I'll just hang around for five minutes. Maybe he's late. Maybe he's hit a car. I don't know. Like, you know. But he turns up in his car. He's like, get in. I'm like, okay. He goes, hold this. So he gets his iPad out. So on his way down the e-bike, his iPhone had fallen out of his pocket. And he'd lost his iPhone. Oh. So now, now we're on the hunt around eastern suburbs with Steve Smith in his car with his iPad trying to find, find, find my phone. iPhone. And it's oh, like beeping shit. and moving. So we're like, is this the car? Someone's we're behind it. We're yelling out the window. And then we saw these bunch of kids. and Hi, guys. Have you, you haven't seen a phone on the road? And these kids are like... Are you Steve Smith? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Can we get a photo? So now we're stopped in the middle of the road while kids are taking selfies. He's lost his phone. And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing of all time. I still got my helmet on my lap with an iPad and we're looking for his iPhone. Anyway, it stops beeping and it's in this house. So he's like, he's like, um, it's got to be in one of these houses. And I'm like, okay. Um, He's like, can you get out and knock on the doors? I'm like, me? I'm not fucking on the <laughs> you do it. It's your phone. <laughs> well, just come over there so we have lunch and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, it's, and it's not going well. So yeah, but he goes, yeah, but I can't do it. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, you're Steve Smith. <laughs> and I'm Steve O'Keefe, <laughs> the shitter of the two Steves. <laughs> so I'm like knocking on this door, and he's like, no, mate, like, you know, get off my property, sort of style. Uh, and then the next one. This guy had it and he found it and he was actually going to take it to the police station. He was getting into his car and we're like, you haven't picked up a phone, have you? And it was just smashed to bits. Oh. The screen had gone wild. Um, but, yeah, it was a funny... That's so it was a, funny. It was a funny That's story. so funny. So, Did you go to lunch in the end? Yeah, we ended up, we ended up going. We had, a, we had a feed, I said, and he didn't know much about his phone because he's, you know, he's... When you go away and you play so much cricket and you live a sheltered life, everything's done for you. So, yeah. you know, getting a... He thought, oh, I'd just have to buy a new phone. I said, you, mate, you can get a screen fixed in 20 minutes, you know. Mm. So he went and got it fixed down to the local thing and he had his phone back in <laughs> half an hour. That's but. such a good story. So, uh, but I didn't get to go on the e-bike. E that would have been great. That just <laughs> just dinky. Yeah. Dude, I, mean, I would have loved to have pulled up to you guys at some traffic <laughs> lights and been like, <laughs> son, what the <laughs> fuck's going on? Just in his Flintstones. But was that the plan for you two to, to share a seat? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you know what I mean. I'd be like your own one. Hey, dude, just get a fucking car. I don't want to ride on an e-bike from Watson's Bay back to Bronte or wherever you're living. Like, just, what is going he, on? He just, he just, he just loved the the idea Loves of the e-bike e and thought that you know me having a dinky bike was going to be exhilarating. I'm like, this wasn't fun when I was six. <laughs> Let alone when I'm hey, well, we know we know where he gets his thrill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all got like, our vices. Three and a half million. Steve Smith owns half of Koala mattresses, and they're both obsessed with an iPad and an e-bike. I mean, there's something really sincere and there are, um, you're nice absolutely about right. That, there is that, that uh, you know the, the simple things in life <laughs> really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Give me a Mercedes or a Ferrari. Yeah, I've got if I'm a fifteen as well. million dollar Bellevue house. Yeah, yeah. E-bike. Whoa, I'm blown. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, check it out. Dude. Charges in twenty minutes. Yeah, look. All right, not, dude. I guess not it. even pedaling. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our good mates Batuta also came in this year for an absolute rip snorter of an interview. We talked all things Super League Wars when there was just a disgusting amount of money getting thrown around to the point where it was just getting offered up to basically whoever, even to the wrong blokes. Great yarn, this next one. 
How do you approach something like the Super League War? Like, where do you start? Do you go down to the yeah. library and start digging through well, books? Well, the, the, the one thing that everyone thinks about when they think Super League War is we, I feel, a lot of people laugh about the now discontinued franchises that they tried to create. Mm. One of which the North Queensland Cowboys was, and it stayed. Uh, we always laugh oh. about the Hunter Mariners. We laugh South about Queensland the, South Reds. Queensland Crushers, Perth Northern Reds. Storm. Adelaide Rams is the really fun. Oh, they're the, the Rams. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Rams. Adelaide uh, Rams is crazy. They um, they, they had Rupert Murdoch on there. Like, <laughs> like, like he's worth 800 rocks at this point, and he's up there like holding a steed and backwards and just being <laughs> With like, Karen hey, Walters. hey. And oh, then oh, shit. He has a kick at goal in like his like $900 loafers. <laughs> And fucking just, Why like, those just cunts feel the like they need to insert themselves well, into it, the point of kicking a football? That, that's where it got to the point where they're like, we're at war now. We have to bring out the big guns. I think when you think about who Rupert Murdoch is now, when you think about how who decides who wins wars, he decides who wins elections, yeah, presidential yeah, yeah. elections. To think that not even 30 years ago, this poor bloke had to put himself on Adelaide Oval with Kerrod Walters... <laughs> In yeah. an Adelaide Rams jersey, trying like, to get this thing off the like, ground, and there were people, <laughs> and there were people who went to high school with Rupert there, just going, "Hey, Rupert, give us a talk, Rupert." Yeah, knowing the Unco guy that, yeah. that was at school, where he's well, you can't say you can't say he hasn't earned it, right? Yeah. From that perspective, like he's. He's, he's got a that dog in yeah, him. He's, he's the fucking Andy Dufresne of, of, of Australian fucking media. Like <laughs> he's crawled through a river of shit yeah. and come out clean on the other side. Yeah, and only, only in his later life has he become the villain. Like it was always Kerry was the villain. Right. Kerry had a good larrikin thing going on, but he was a big, mean bully. He yeah, looked you know. terrifying. There's, yeah. there's a photo That's that you use. He was a big, big hole. When you man. use like, there's like a graphic where you yeah. sort of have like a thing of uh, of Kerry and fucking Rupert, and the face that Kerry Packer would pull is just. And I was, every time it came up, I was like, dude, he looks fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like if he was screaming at you, yeah. and at one point where he sort of threatens a bunch of people yeah. in that thing, where it's like, I guess when there's like a moment where the loyalty contract, the loyalty yeah. contract, yeah. where he's like, you know, sign this in two days or you fucking, and then if you or don't, I'll or I'll come for you personally. Yeah. I'm being. I'm now like wigging out about giving away too. Much. No, you're not. You're right. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's we, all we've right. got plenty that we couldn't, that we couldn't necessarily fit in because it was all nasal gazing, like navel gazing. But like, um, you know, obviously that Adelaide Rams thing, we didn't get to finish because there was too much of it. Like, there's him on the oval with Kerrod Walters. They fly out the American. Uh, what, what would you call this genre of music? Twist. Musician? Uh, um, no, it's it's his his he he was one of the pioneers of big band swing. Yeah, um, swing. Fats, was it Chubby Checkers? Chubby Checkers. Chubby yeah. Checkers. They had him out there on Adelaide Oval wearing full Adelaide Rams kit, going, "Let's twist again, like we did last Get summer." Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, that like, was before that's the most Tina. rugby league thing ever, though, dude. <laughs> and this is when ninety in the ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. The amount of money as well, I didn't entirely like. I'd heard some Dell stories, like you know mm. about, you know what he got paid, but the the Bradley Clyde one, I was like, holy fucking shit! Or yeah, staggering money, staggering. Yeah. Or or the way that they get the sharks on board is yeah. so. I know. Like, and you got you got a, a, a young Matt Rogers, Matt Rogers, young, nineteen years old. What are you talking about? So like that shit like, is hilarious. The absolute crux for this story started when we when we interviewed Matt Rogers on our podcast and we briefly touched on the Super League Wars and like and like where he got his real start as a foundation player for the Sharks. 
And he was like, oh, mate, there were people like climbing through windows because they'd be like, like, like they'd been paid through the window at a team meeting and they couldn't go back into the room. So they had to climb out of this window after they'd been given this like, after they'd like a brown paper bag of money. A front. Like, like, so all, all, all these people would be like, where did fucking Matt go? And it's like, he went into the bathroom got paid like $90,000 in cash just as like a sign-on bonus. <laughs> and he crawled out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah. It is like, unbelievable. Like, well, I mean, that, that was... Uh, for the uh, Telegraph journalists who are going to run that, it wasn't Matt that did that. Matt told us the story no, of someone yeah, yeah. doing that. But um, <laughs> these yarns we put in it, right, and you mm. think they're mind-blowing, these are the only ones we could clarify. There's plenty of like yarns where you know, do you hear these so whispers many from? Like the, the, they'll they'll all tell you. The journal, oh, like so they tell you, but they they'll can't They'll tell you, but you know the ones that they want to, you know, put on air. That was, you know, we got, we got those ones. We got yeah, Johnny like, Brewer. We spoke to. We could, we couldn't actually fit him in, but he was on the back end of his career. Journeyman. I didn't know the fuck that is. Johnny Brewer was a journeyman for Balmain, mm. chasing maybe forty k for one more season. And yeah, then the boys he, said, like, mate, he, go along. Everyone's getting a start. And all he said, all they were told, telling each other, the players, was when they make you the offer, say, this is all you got to say, I was hoping for a bit more up front. <laughs> Every one of them did it. There's so many stories like that. And then there's yarns like the way they had to travel to get these guys because they had to get them away from home to get away these players. So yeah, you, and you it was saw, all like in the cover of darkness In the cover of No, but there were yarns. Or April Fool's Day. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Blitzkrieg. That seemed intentional though, right? <laughs> That's yeah, got it. Was that intentional? Do you think no, that was No, it was April Fool's Day weekend. They were, yeah. But do you they, think that was... Doing uh, it on that day was like an intentional <laughs> fucking... Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> no, like, like having... now. Okay, right. Like having interviewed all of these guys that just would have been at the back of their mind. Yeah, it wasn't about thing. like, let's try and do something fucked. Like, but there was one really fucking funny story. This is a yarn, so you don't know if it's like like how above board it is, but it was how when the Super League went over to New Zealand to, to try to... um, <laughs> We tried to animate this. To try this. to sign some players. <laughs> they, they, they just couldn't... We couldn't... <laughs> they couldn't get it right. We yeah, couldn't, it like, we couldn't <laughs> animate it because... Yeah. The boys involved don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Right. Okay, right. So basically, so basically, they send over this pencil neck fucking dude, Murdoch, Murdoch from like from the Super League, who's like, "All right, I'm going to go over and sign some Warriors players." There's one guy there who was really, really good. The captain. Yeah, yeah, the captain, and they were like, "All right, this is what we're prepared to offer you," and it was like a telephone number, and he was like, <laughs> "Oh." Yeah, sure. So um, they were looking for Johnny so and so. It was an yeah. Islander name, Johnny so and so. Yeah. So they and make the offer. <laughs> so they make the offer, and so as 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 this guy's walked into the room, he's been like, "Oh, this is a lot of people just for little old me." Uh, and he was like, "All right, here's your check. Here's the sign-on bonus." He, you, you go, and he goes, "Uh, yeah, sure. That's like that. That'll do just fine." He leaves like runs for his life then in walks the actual warriors captain <laughs> and goes hi whose, whose name is johnny I'm, something something other islander name oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah and this guy f- from the super league has realized that he's given like a proper proper kiwi journeyman <laughs> uh, an, uh, an absolutely abhorrent amount of oh money. Oh my god. So uh, this and guy yeah, because this guy from the Super League couldn't tell 
any of them apart. He doesn't know. He doesn't know <laughs> the fuck <laughs> like, that is. Because he was like, so Murdoch, like it was a Murdoch suit. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, doesn't know, know shit. Yeah. 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 And so he's fine. Like, so this fucking dude has taken off in his tarot cash suit down the hallway, running down the stairs, going like, "Where the fuck is this guy?" And he, <laughs> he catches him, which is the worst part. And he, he just goes, "Whoosh, yeah." Come back upstairs, and we'll and we'll do you a much better offer. And he was like, "Oh fuck!" Oh yeah, like, no! Yeah, he, he he bolts out of there, gets to the lift. He's down the bottom. He's holding the check, and then they figure it out. They meet the captain. We've just given a fringe fucking warrior a salary that belongs to a captain in a distorted Super League war. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. Millions, maybe, yeah. to a fringe bloke. So they hit the stairs and they yeah. met him down the bottom and talked. Like, oh, like, 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 like Clyde bloke. What he oh, Bradley, yeah. Clyde, Bradley Clyde. Clyde. Like, oh, my God. Equivalent of kind of winning a small Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> Which like my old man stars. did the other day. He kept me a message. Hey. He won power. Not, I don't think it would be anything like that. He won 14 grand. He won, he won, <laughs> run, he won <laughs> run, 14 right. grand. He won 14 yeah. grand. He sent us a text the other day. I'm like, there you go. Next up, we've got uh, a little yarn from our friend Toby Rudolph, uh, the Cronulla Sharks' big bopper, um, and basically how when he came to the club, he was one of the great pains in the arse, and Wade Graham hated him. How were you when you found out you'd been signed by the Sharks? We just I was, so I remember I was parked up at a Woolies, which yep. was most of my job, uh, parked up at a Woolies waiting for a lunch break. And I get a call in the from- truck? In the truck, yeah. Fuck yeah. Get a call from this bloke, and his uh, name was Grant Jones. He was the recruitment manager at the Sharks at the time. Mm. So mate, I want to get you down for a uh, an interview with Shane Flanagan, all this sort of stuff. And I got up the phone and proceeded to scream for about a minute straight of Hectic. just pure joy. Like yeah, it was, yeah, it was one of the best moments ever. I called mum straight away. I was almost in tears. And yeah, it was. I still get a bit of goosebumps thinking about it now. Well, mate. it's it's kind of like it sounds very cool. It's like a you're in the truck, you're grinding, you're trying to fucking chase yeah. a dream, and then you just get that, yeah. and it's like a moment with yourself. And yeah, you just scream and just be like yeah. absolutely jacked. That's yeah. sick. I love yeah. that. Yeah. How how the chat go with Shane? Um, was really good. He got sacked about four weeks later, which was a shame. But um, but the time the, the chat I had with him was great. He seemed like a really nice guy. And now when I see him, because um, he's the guy that got me there in the yeah. first place, you know, it's always a handshake and a how you going and a good chat. So yeah, thank you very much. What, Mr. You, what are you talking about there? Is it like when I go down to see the sharks? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like oh, you had a good year. Uh, what do you see yourself fitting in this group? Uh, I was playing on the edge back then. I wasn't actually playing in the middle of the field. So he's like, where do you see yourself? And I just sort of said anywhere, just so I can get a start. Um, and it's just, yeah, more just him talking about how good the Sharks are. That's sort of any NRL coach does. So they're more just trying to sell you on the club as opposed to, I mean, I'm sure there's a part of it where they're trying to get a read on you, but it doesn't mm. feel like that. No, it's more just them trying to, yeah, sell the club to you. Do, as you, as a thing. do you feel like you need to go prepared with right answers? I, I, I don't think I'd be able to prevent myself from seeing it as like an interview almost yeah you know? yeah it sort of is that that way but you can't really prepare for the answers that, like if these nasty questions that are pretty simple pretty basic about where you're from you know uh, what do you want to achieve in the, in the next few years where do you see yourself all that sort of thing so yeah. it's not like it's a job interview per se what kind of is actually if you put it that way but yeah there's not like asking you Rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's rugby league after all. It's a simple yeah. game. It's a beautiful game. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a complex game, but it can be a simple game. Well, it's hard to simplify it because it's quite so complex. I think Matty John said that. Yes. It's really hard to simplify it, mate. <laughs> Was that when he's running shape? Was that yeah, yeah. Oh, who knows? Who so knows? how long were you there once you once – you, sign with them like do you play straight away like do you play the next the sharks year? yeah like well you it was know? interesting right so I'd, we won the comp the the q cup and back then 
the Q, the winner of Q Cup and the winner of New South Wales Cup play before the grand finals, a curtain yeah. raiser. Yeah. So I played in that game, did my knee, did my ACL in that game, oh. which was torture. Um, so I, I remember like looking at the team going, Aaron Woods, <laughs> he's out, I'm in, let's go. <laughs> uh, that was my first honestly got thought. <laughs> if Woods is listening to this, love you Woods, the absolute yeah. legend of a well, man. He's a manly now. He's yeah. a manly now, he yeah, is. yeah. We're um, manly fans. Sorry. I can tell. Yeah, well, that is a doozy yeah. photo. Yeah, well that, that given to us by Jake and Tom. Was it really? Yeah. So yeah. he, he took his own photo of himself. Well, like that. that was that what is was funny. Well, it was Jake, 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 was, took, Jake it, took it off him. Yeah, and then he yeah. signed it. Yeah, exactly. It is funny though because we're so un Trebojevic to like like they're such humble, nice guys. It's yeah. funny to have them giving us a photo of Tommy, but yeah. they did. So you know they are. They're full of themselves. I think he had some <laughs> sitting in the garage. <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> they are. They're full yeah, of themselves. Yeah. It's officially it's arrogant. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you did your ACL. Yeah, I did my ACL. So it was so annoying. I had all these. Grand travel plans I was going to Nepal, my brother to go like you know trekking across different mountains and stuff, and it's gonna go to Vietnam, check that place out. So that all came crashing down. So that was just tears. That but was, you'd already signed with them. At I'd that already stage signed. Luckily, yeah, that was fucking. That was very lucky. Um, so the whole follow, the whole next year, I was in rehab. Didn't didn't make a connection with anyone. Everyone in the team hated me for <laughs> nine months. Um, what do you mean, like actually, or is it just they, they didn't like me? They, they literally did, well, I was I was in rehab with Wade Graham. This is a pretty well known story I've told a couple of times. Okay. So Wade and I are in rehab together. Um, and I'm just like being too much of myself. I'm I'm going in, I'm changing the music, I'm telling him how I won a Clive Churchill medal and how I won a grand final and he's done fuck all in the game. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing that, do you I reckon? No, it's, it's just me. <laughs> it's just who I am. I'm just a fucking idiot. Like yeah. But do you think you were like were you maybe nervous and trying to like Yeah, it could have been a bit of nerves, a bit of like trying to you know, trying to be liked, trying to be like. Do you think you were trying to be funny and lighthearted? As yeah, you know, to that, that's to, what it was. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. me being serious. You weren't being at a all. prick. It was just well, like you were I won a Clive to be... Churchill medal in reserve grade. Sorry, that's what I was, I was confused. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was like, yeah, yeah, what the yeah, fuck's going yeah, on yeah. here? Sorry, I called it a Clive Churchill. I still call it a Clive Churchill. It was actually a Duncan Hall medal. A Duncan Hall. Because, yeah, you confused me then. I'm like, yeah, I was like, wait, did I assume you meant second grade? Yeah, no, I say Clive Churchill and I still say it now, like as a J up, but obviously now I play NRL, it's a bit different. Yes. Back then it was more of a J up, obviously. Yes. Um, so he just told everyone he hated me, pretty much, that Shit. I was a fuckwit. So um, you got Wade offside. Got Wade offside. He literally went into Flano's office when he was still there and go, either sack him or change our times or I'm gone. Like, oh, three shit. Options. Yeah. Oh, my God. So how did you yeah. find out about that then? And, like, did you have to change something that you were doing? Or, like, were you, that would have rattled the fuck out of me if yeah. I realised it. it was a bit hectic. Yeah. Um, the way I found out was I, Wade just stopped coming to my rehab times and I was like, oh, it's weird. He must be a bit further ahead of physio than me. Then he told me to my face what happened. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, I went to Flano because you were doing my head in. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when did he say that to you? Uh, probably about a month after. I was like, mate, where are you been? I don't see you anymore. He's like, yeah, it's because I went to Flano and told me to, told you to get fucked. I was like, oh, Whoa, sick. Heck did yeah. you cry <laughs> yeah like, like that would have given me a like hectic anxiety yeah it i didn't feel good about it obviously yeah. but um it was warranted i knew i was carrying on like a fucking pork chop there was even one time this got me on site a little bit with the boys it was uh, a christmas party i got surgery maybe three weeks earlier four weeks before mm. so i'm still in a brace i'm still pretty sore End up getting absolutely blind at Gow's Christmas party, and um, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm going, you guys come third last year. I want a fucking grand final. I want a Clive Churchill. <laughs> Josh Morris didn't take Colin to this, and he starts piping up, going, and eh, if you play for your country, you play for your state, you play the game of NRL, you played fucking nothing." And he full hated me as well. So, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. it was a, it was Matt Tipson by fire. Some guys got on side. Matt Moylan thought it was the funniest thing of all time. Yeah. 
Um, Andrew Fafita liked it as well. So some guys liked it, but most of the boys were like, this who guy. the fuck is this? Like, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine some bloke coming across and saying all these things. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it only started turning around when I played, and I actually played all right for, for the Jets, and um, that was what turned it around. Started going out with a drink after the boys after a game, and that was it. Are and you mates now? Sweet as. I was sweet, like, yeah. I told this story to Josh Morris on the radio two days ago for our game, and we had a big hug, and yeah, we're all sweet now. <laughs> yeah, that was good. yeah, right, yeah. right. That, that must fun? be a relief. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 100%. It almost puts more pressure on you to perform, though, doesn't it? You're like, Jesus well, Christ. Well, it did, yeah. Like, the boys are sort of saying, I remember I, was, I played a game, one of my third game back after my knee. And I played really well, scored a try, and was like defending very well. And all the boys afterwards started calling me Clive, and I felt so good about it. I was stoked. <laughs> I was stoked. Yeah, yeah. Clive. That's yeah. That's mad. Next up, we have the powerful Millie Boyle, who came on and spun some some really honest and uh, insightful yarns just around where she sees the women's game and how she sort of craves more honest feedback instead of just bullshit, sort of people trying to say what they think she wants to hear we also talk star signs love which, star signs listen if you don't like star signs then you're an idiot i'm a gemini aquarius horoscopes all that sort of great stuff mm. do you ever feel like when people talk about the women's game that it, it maybe feels sometimes patronizing like it's not meant yes. to be but like i can't sometimes help talk about it and go geez the quality's good. really good I Oi, know. how good's you know the quality what? you're like i don't know how to say it without I sounding know. like a fuckhead but i like, know that is a pet hate like it's almost like a stock standard thing that comes out like god how good is it going like it's all right you're allowed to say oh god that game was terrible or yeah. you know like it's like you're going to be shot for saying something bad bad about women's yes. sport like yeah, yeah, yeah. if we want to be taken seriously we need to take that criticism as well and take yeah. that be accountable for, you know, not having the best performances. And, yes, there's reasons, you know, why, you know, play in Origin after you haven't played any footy at all. No one's in form, that yep. kind of thing. Like, yep. yes, the standard's not going to be great, but I feel like we would actually open it up to more people if there was – people were – didn't feel bad for having judgment on it without because, just but, but also that could re create an environment where you go well the reason we were shit is because of this so let's do something about yeah. it instead of sort of ignoring the yeah, fact that it wasn't going, necessarily oh, but, up to standard know, it's like we're all like cheerleaders yeah you, you could know, go well how do we fix pom -poms. this but also the same yeah. way that like you know the way that we sit here and we'll talk about the weekend's footy from just from the nrl or we'll do it with bloke in a bar or like yeah you're getting real like you're we're reviewing honestly so yeah. the tigers are a shit rugby league side the dragons <laughs> are a shit rugby league side awful, awful. But even but even like we said all the time it the rugby league the nrl at the moment during mm. the origin period can be hard to watch yeah just it is what it is no. right like there's I no know. point I know. It's so like honest appraisal in a way that isn't coming across like yeah, it's being some misogynist piece of shit. Hundred percent. Like. I know. I feel like that hasn't. <laughs> I'm also not saying that because no, I'm desperate to right. shit on women's no, rugby. No, 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 no. It was. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was more for your platform. <laughs> we understand that. We seriously do, and I actually like. I don't know. I. Not everyone's the same. Some people can't really. Some people don't like hearing it. Yes, of course. I actually hate it more when someone's gone, oh, God, that was like our first game, Origin. God, it was bad. It was actually embarrassing. Like, mm. I felt embarrassed. And Did you feel embarrassed playing or afterwards? Both. Okay, like, wow. I was like, what? We dropped the ball. Like, it was like a game of rugby with the amount of scrums we had. Like, it mm. was just yeah. ridiculous. And I was like, what is going on? Then I thought – and then afterwards, like, they were like, hey, guys, we had – 
43% more viewers than last year and I've gone, oh, God, like, yeah. if this is what people are tuning into the, for the first time, that's embarrassing. Yeah. And we are so much better than that as a product and if that's what people are going to turn on and watch and that's going to be their judgment of it for the first time, that's what I hate. Like, yeah, for sure. But we've got to be able to cop it, mm. you know, on the chin and go again and we've got more teams now so we've got more games and no doubt like within a couple of rounds in we're going to see some good footy mm. so the improvement yeah. how have you noticed the improvement as a player like from first season to now like they're just again like from an opposition perspective mm. i think particularly spine players are starting to like we're getting spine players that are actually really you know owning their craft and they're really good at it like we're seeing people that are dead set good fullbacks like yeah. Tamika Upton is the best fullback like she is freaky so yeah. good and there are players like whether it's Keely Davis in hooker or you know Olivia Higgins like people that are actually nailing their craft yeah. on yes. like not just playing footy and eyes up footy like they're actually understanding the game more which yeah. helps the whole team. Nothing wrong with playing eyes up, though. No, yeah. I no yeah. no no. I'm saying <laughs> we're big fans of eyes no, up I footy. Like, eyes up footy. No, yeah. I meant they're, they're almost doing eyes up footy, but in a way that's like productive for the team, 100%. not just like yeah, yeah, yeah. not just doing this. Fucking, what are we doing? Here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like before a, it was like bit of a game plan. Yeah, executed. before it was like who wants to play? Mm. You know, let's just get 13 people who want to play. Yeah, right. Now we're getting like people who are actually good at that position. Yeah, I'm actually a half. Yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and also the way you're seeing again. Like some of the the things you're seeing, or at least that I feel like you're seeing in the way that the women are playing, where you're going like, holy shit, that was like a really well executed fucking like backline move. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's actual, and we always talk about run and shape. We don't know what that means necessarily, <laughs> but out the back of shape, yeah. run and shape. But yeah. you know, oh, like, shape, Tom. I can't yeah. remember where I saw this the other day, but it, there was just some like, it was like some two man cutout ball to a wing. And I was like, that was just crisp as fuck. Yeah. And like, it just looked really good. And again, you're juxtaposing that with the AFL where I'm like, you're just not seeing anything. You're not seeing, you're not seeing anything yeah. like that. No. And it'll come and it's getting more and more common. And we see it in training. That's why we know we can do it. Yeah. It's just like we'll get there with the more can't beat game, like playing games. Yeah, exactly. Can't beat that game fitness and that put under pressure like that. So it is – Heaps better. Yeah. And there's not just people playing any position. They've actually got a position. <laughs> I will still forever be in the front row because I don't have much of that skill, you know. <laughs> okay. But um, there are players that are very skillful. Is there anyone that you have a bit of a rivalry with? Like, do you ever do you ever sort of like get in someone's face and tell them to run at you? Like, no, yeah, I'm not like that. No. I'm actually not that player. Um, I would more so do it if I was like playing my friend. I'd like run at my friend kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. like, but I don't actually hate conflict. Right. Um, it's probably something I need to work on a little bit more. Like if I accidentally pull someone's hair, I'll apologise. Like I'm yeah, okay. probably a little bit so you're like, like a, that. almost like a Jake, Jake Trebojevic. Just really he's nice. no, he's way nicer than me. <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 so he's yeah, somewhere in between there. I probably need to take it a bit more personally. Do though. you? Do you have are there are there a lot of women that are that way inclined? Because again, it's just you know stereotypically not the natural yeah, female natural inclination. Thing. Yeah, we to didn't be grow like up like hyper aggressive yeah. and looking for confrontation yeah. in that sense. Is there still a fair bit of that in the? There's still I feel like because a lot of the players that we play with, we've played with at some point. We're friends with. We've played against them with, and we're in camp and that kind of thing. So everyone everyone knows each other kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Whenever you 
until now, now that there's more teams in the comp, it's like we're not going to know everyone's first and last name, star sign kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Star, star sign. Yeah. I love star sign. Star, well, star sign's important. No, it's very important. Star sign's Absolutely. Are, yeah, what are you? They are important. I'm a Taurus. Oh, Taurus. Gemini. Yeah, you're Gemini. Aquarius. Ooh, Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. I honestly don't know what any of them mean outside of my own. Oh, Taurus is a bull. Taurus is a bull. Um, Keely Davis, she is the New South Wales hooker. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends. Every morning, kid you not, in Origin Camp, so for two weeks, she has these um, animal spirit cards. She's so in touch. I don't think she is. She's just got these cards. She shuffles them. She can't even shuffle right. She, like, reads everyone's energy for the day and – um yeah, she's really into it. So that's great. I wonder who's I wonder who's the like MC of energy in the male origin camp. Mm. Who's like getting the animal cards out? Who Probably you, Freddie, to be honest. Well, yeah, it was. He's really in I don't touch. know if it is anymore. Right. Well, listen, he he seemed to be way more woo woo when he started. Yeah. And then he seemed less woo woo as the seasons went on. He needs to go back to a bit more woo woo. That's sort of that I was. I feel like he was kind of still doing the woo woo, like the the. Walking, earthing, earthing, barefoot. But barefoot. is he? I haven't seen a barefoot blue in. They used to like. Remember back when he first started, they'd walk from the hotel to the ground. They'd have their shoes off the whole time. Yeah. There would have been horoscopes and yeah. energy yeah. readings and tarot, mind old tarot readings, readings, readings and all that. We sort thought of they were probably on mm. mushrooms most of the time. Mm. I don't know. Look, look. We've done knows? we've done tarot readings on uh, on our live streams before, have and you? Uh, some people have got some some cards that, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that hit were. pretty pretty close <laughs> to my, home. My, yeah. my brother got one of the most. He was on with the live streams. He got one of the most <laughs> fucked up cards. It was like a kid like sitting at the window all sad, and he's like, he was going to get one. He goes, "No, I'll get one from underneath," and then pulls his no. out, and it's like this dark, and he's like, Ugh. "Who even like?" makes them you know what i mean like they're just making them up yeah i know let's Sorry. make them all just fucking a little bit more positive like than you that. could probably even make your own sell them like they're well written yeah, though that's actually not a bad to idea. make you have some type of connection yes to it. exactly so you You're read like, it yeah, you that go could oh, be me. that is me like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like they're that's well even they're how like uh, your mentalist people were i think it's called written. a barnum yarn or something like right. that so, so they say something pretty generic that anyone could relate yeah. to yeah and then you think, you know... You've nailed me. I heard yeah. someone talking about it as like one that they will... Not necessarily one, but it was, I guess, like sort of exemplifying the idea. It would be like, do you drink much water? And you're like, oh, I actually really need to drink more. They're like, yeah, yes. that's what they're telling me. But you could have just gone, I love water. And they're going, yeah, well, that's, that's what she's telling, telling me. You love drinking water. It's like, right. well, of course you're fucking drinking right. water. Right. Like, oh, is these like the psychics and stuff? Yeah. 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 I'm actually a fan of psychics. I oh, think I they're different. I. Well, I'm, 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 I think I'm, they're different. I think there's, so I think there's I think psychics there's, and then there's people. No, who I like think people that are in it for the money. Yeah. There can be good ones. There can be good ones. Yeah. If you find a good one, you know which ones are the good ones? The ones where I've got this one chick. I've seen her twice. She has been on the money. Pass you on a date yeah. later. She does it over the phone, okay? So mm. she cannot see your reaction. Like, okay. I'll be like this, like, yeah, shocked, you're, you're but she can't he- see me yeah and i just play it cool and, and she, she nails it and she nails, nails it. it okay it's freaky You've my missus be... went to one the other day as well and she was Did like she, she she's like highly it. regarded my yeah. sister seen her a couple yeah, of times right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Right. she was she was should everyone wanting away. to go see these psychics just i went to one once at a, at a school fair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this chick was i was 13 it was so unnecessary the shit this chick said to me she was like don't get on a plane in your 50th year of life i'm like and now you won't. What? She's just ruled Fuck that out. No, I'm not getting. No, no way. I'm absolutely not. That she, is a great sign. She, she was like, uh, "You're going to get a bad knee injury when you're fucking like in your teens." 
Did you? Yes, I did. No. I did. I broke my leg. No, I broke you didn't. my knee. I did, yeah. I didn't think they were allowed to tell you bad stuff. No, Dude, they can. completely fucking rattled me. And then she goes, when you're in your 30s, people close to you are all going to go to prison, but you chose, you choose to step away from it no. and don't do it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm looking over Has my shoulder constantly. Right now? Yeah? Well, you haven't told me that one. <laughs> <laughs> what are we wrapped up in here? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I'm trusting you, buddy. <laughs> Mate, no, look, so far, so good. There's, wow. I mean, look, technically, there is potentially someone. They could like well. <laughs> listen, pretend we won't. Get listen, it. we won't. Is that for now? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> listen, how long you got, really? Yeah. Well, and you've still got. You're still in your thirties. Yeah, so, so I've got some could, time to avoid know. it, and yeah. I, but I'm constantly looking over my. So shoulder. this was a chick at the school. Yeah, fair. at a school fair. It was all pretty negative. We think yeah. about it. That wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you were going there to see. You know, no. like maybe what girl is gonna like? Have I got a crush on a girl? Then you know, it's that, just like, and she nah. gave you some heavy, no, no, no. Shit. really heavy yeah. shit. Yeah. When you broke your leg, were you like, "Holy shit!" The psychic yeah. told me I was. Gonna yeah, well, do I was this. like, I said it to my mum. I think I was like, "Do you remember that fucking psychic?" It was like she said I was gonna have a bad knee injury, knee injury. or bad leg injury or something. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh yeah," and then there was. Yeah, but do you trust your memory? You also thought your sister went to New Zealand to try it for high five or something, no, which never happened. <laughs> so I had a, I could have sworn I've got this memory implanted in my brain that my sister flew to New Zealand to try to audition for Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Do you remember Power Rangers yeah, was yeah, like? Yeah. A, but in New Zealand, mm. that's never just random. Did they never do happened. anything in New Zealand? Never happened. I had. A, I told her. I think I said on a podcast once. Like, yeah, I think my sister went to New Zealand. <laughs> And then she heard it or I asked her, she's like, what the fuck are you talking That never happened. I'm like, I don't trust a single thing so wait, I remember So wait, the psychic told you that? No, she didn't tell you the power range. But, oh. but now I'm saying. He's just questioning oh, it. Maybe the psychic saw bullshit, you know what I mean? Maybe he broke his knee, puts the memory in, who knows? No, no, no. Oh, just, okay. look, no, okay. trust me, the psychic okay. thing is real. Because there's other things there. I'm going to fucking, I can't get in a plane when I'm 50. Yeah. Like, I'm not making that shit up. Next up, to round us out, the one and only Willie Mason. He talks dogs of war, salary cap scandals, the Bulldogs, and he probably says fuck a few times. So were you part of the team that lost all the fucking points? Yeah. So was that 2001? Two. 2002, then you guys won it. 2004. 04. Yeah, What's so we, that like? That must yeah, have been, that was that must crazy, have been man. fucked. Where you're just going like, oh so my yeah, God. Because we had a, like, you, you go through that team and it was like, it wasn't a star-studded team, but it was a Full of fucking OGs and like young talent. Like yeah. I was coming through, Braith was coming through, Matt Utah was coming through. Um, you know, Brent Sherwin was Jeff still Willie? reasonably young. Who's that? Was it Willie Tonga there? No, nah, you had there, Nigel yeah? Vungan and you had Willie Talao. Oh, yeah, right. Shit. Hasm, okay. you had like um, like Pricey, O'Mealy, myself, Steve Reardon, Glenn Hughes, Darren Smith, real fucking old school dudes, but with yeah. a mix of like fuck Paul Rahihi, all these guys, Rahihi. big rah. Um, but we were just defensive fucking based. Just like I think we defended like eight sets of six one time. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I was like, and we'll fit, and it was just based. That's what Bulldogs Tough. football is based on: just defense, just defense, 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 and then fucking breaking their will and then going down and scoring a try. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was just we just had a really well balanced side. Won seventeen games in a row. You'd yeah. be wrapped if you won two and two or three in this day and age. Yeah, I know. Seventeen. Seventeen's outrageous. And then 17? you get then and then what they find out you fucking So fucking six games before the end of the year. See, I think we're on forty four points and we still had like six games to go. <laughs> how clear how clear of second oh, we're clear like fucking forty four points at least is eight. so many. Oh Jesus. Oh, forty four points is a shitload. Yeah, it by was the huge. end of the season, dogs had won twenty games, the Warriors came first and they won seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and best attack by about 30 points yeah and we fucking give up like just say the back end we we're just like who gives a shit i was yeah. just like let's just fucking not play 
Yeah, right. When so how did that? How did they break that yeah. too? Yeah. Well, we, I remember we were, um we just played para, and we pumped them, <laughs> of course, um, and then we're at the Canterbury swimming pool, uh, doing the um our rehab and all that sort of shit, and it was fucking more than like um you know when you see the you don't see the sports people you see the TV guys yeah, that's when right. you know you're in shit. Yeah, right. When you start when you stop making sport pages and you start making the news, that's yeah, when you're in yeah. shit. Oh, fuck, that's that's what Wayne always journalist. said. He goes, When you start making front pages instead of back, you fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were fucking front and back. And it was like uh, and we did we didn't know. We honestly didn't know. Yeah. I don't care when you where your As money's if you coming would. from, yeah. man. Like, yeah. like we didn't know until they fucking put out like uh like what everyone was on. I was like, ooh. Shit. Because no one really talks about no, how much yeah, of that. No yeah. One, yeah, like you sort of hear rumors. Oh, yeah, he signed for like, you know, the highest paid would have been like 400 back then. That was yeah. massive. Yeah. 400, 450, 500, maybe. That would be like huge contract then. Because the fucking salary cap was only 3.2. 3. Mm. Oh, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think we were like 2 million over. <laughs> but it was all back pay. I think it was something like something ridiculous, you know, because all these guys, they, they, they bought it out in the, pa- in the papers, like what, what everyone was on. Mm. Then I was like, because we had grounds to leave. And then I was like, well, well, I just started playing for Australia and stuff like that. And I'm like, he doesn't play for Australia, so I want more than him. So I got a pay rise. (laughs) 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 Or I'm walking. (laughs) So you're going to pay more. You're going to pay everyone more. They had to pay me more. They had to pay me more. (laughs) Yeah, they did. I was just like, "Uh, yeah, well, Uh, see that guy there? Hasn't played for Australia, and I want more than him. Yeah, yeah wow. And they're like, Cause, okay, cause okay, the, okay. Because all the amounts came out. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so like guys that were playing like Braith and myself and like well, the young kids were only 21, and I'm like, no, I want Yeah, want I that. need some of that. Thank yeah. you very much. And we got pay rose. Was everyone ropeable? Were you, you pissed oh, off? Oh, we're like, just pissed off at the fucking at administration, really. Yeah. Like, how did you let this slip? You know, like, and I know why. It was just greed, and it was like I think that Con Constantinides, whatever his name is, a Greek guy developer. So they let him in. They, they, they were trying Great to build developers. that big, that oasis, that oasis thing out in Liverpool. Mm. So this was happening about the fucking ninety nine, two thousand. They were trying to build. They were trying to move us out there, right? Mm. They were building it. So I'm paraphrasing here, and this is all allegedly shit. Whatever it is, yeah, yeah. but not really. Um, <laughs> so they had this guy put in tens of tens of million tens of millions into this um, development, right? He had all the documents on um, on what players were on, right? So usually the Bulldogs keep that shit tight. Never let any outsiders in. They've let this guy in. He brought down a, he brought down a fucking um, a prime minister. Oh, guy. really? Yeah. So he's not gonna bring okay. us down. Fucking hell. Um, so he had all the he had all the the contracts and everything like that. So they've tried to fuck him off, get his money. They try to like screw him over, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, okay. If you don't pay X, whatever, this is going to, whatever." Obviously, they fucking pissed him off to that that far where he just gone bang, all blew up. All blew Who up. tells you? Like, do you find out you're just in shit in the papers, and then it's like a couple of weeks before the NRL takes points away and all that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nearly pretty much straight away with that. Yeah, right. Because it was fucking. It was all there. So yeah. brazen. He had it, yeah. It was just like, okay, well, uh, this is what everyone's on the next day. Yeah, right. Because usually coming up, we're going, oh, you got you got your points. Um, they're threatening to take your points off you, all this sort of shit. So what for? Like, we, we didn't know. We just fucking we hung over as fuck too. Like, yeah, we just come right. up to rehab. Everyone's just like, fucking, what, what are you talking about? A bit rattled. And I was like, oh, this, this will blow over. Who cares? And then fucking, 
It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> was it hard to get, like, come back the next year and then obviously the year after when you Oh, won? yeah, but it was, like, sort of dr- it drove us. That's yeah. what folk, that's what folks here. We had a really good playing group, man. We had um, some good leaders in some good positions and, like, good coach. Like, fo- you know, like, folks, he was just a real fucking siege mentality. That's what he had. Mm. Fuck everyone else. We're going to we'll do it our way. You know what I mean? Like, and we had him, and it, we we didn't have like like now you got like fucking fifty coaches, mm. where you just had that one guy that you listen to, and he was right, like, so that's and he was like the guy, like you know, he was one of the toughest blokes, dogs of war, all that sort of shit, like, uh, you know, like Hall of Famer player, all that kind of stuff. Did and he coin that phrase, dogs of war, or was that a media thing? No, I think it was it was the. We got anointed with the dogs of war because as a forward pack, you always wanted that, but you don't call yourself that. You <laughs> no, know what I mean? You feel like a <laughs> fuck with. Yeah. You know, like Peter Kelly and all these guys, you know, they come out and said, yeah, you know, they're the dogs of war. They're the new dogs of war because in the 80s, that was when that was, was the shit. Like Gillespie, fucking Peter Kelly, Tunks, all these blokes just used to really just fucking kill people. Mm. And folks, he was a really f- integral part of that. Mm. And, you know, to be anointed with that meant a heap. To, to a to a player, mm. um, so yeah, you get you get anointed with that. You don't come out. And go, come yeah, out we're the dogs of the yeah. Otherwise, they'll come at you. <laughs> no. you know, I used to we used to muck around. I used to muck around with folks. I said, "Fucking," because you used to go, oh, "I'd fucking love to play you." I said, "I would run over you easily, <laughs> folks." I said, "Folks, how heavy were you in your day?" Oh, about 89 kilos. I'm 118 kilos. <laughs> I can move like a fucking back. I'll run straight over you. I'll guess I'll fucking lower and just fucking crack your ribs. I said, I'll break your shoulder. You and your fiberglass, you and your fiberglass shoulder pads. <laughs> he was good, buddy. Because we used to stir it. Like, because like, he was like part of the uh, the 80s and then we were like that 2000 group. Yeah. You know, like, I said, hey, body shapes. Fucking, he's going to stop fucking ogre. Yeah, Sonny Bill. Right. Me. Fucking pricey, Roy Asatasi. I said, please come on, folks. You be real. It was a hectic side you had. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. We had a, yeah, a good side, side man. That 2004 team, like yeah. you go back. Oh, it's and a nice side. It, it's a fucking side. So it's just a well balanced side, right? Yeah. You know, like you, you had guys like Sonny and Rennie and that on the bench. You had guys like Tony Grimaldi and Corey Hughes starting because th- that's how it balanced out. Yes. You know, you can't have like a bunch of superstars in the pack. Even someone like Luke Patton, who was a great fullback. Mm. He was your fullback, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he, he never played rep footy, though, did he? But he was no. someone who was, like, always, uh, you know, like, I mean, you could always say, like, Dylan Edwards in the sense of oh, someone who's, like... He's a Dylan Edwards. You know, was played really good, system. really well-respected, but yep. just, like, didn't so go always be in, He'd be always be in the leadership groups. He'd always be highly respected, but there would be no rep games. Yeah. You know, because he played in, a, in an era, you know, you had Mini, you had Carmichael Hunt, you had all these all these great players ahead of him. Lockie was – Lockie only just give his fullback spot up in 2004. Mm. Um, but general, yeah, you wouldn't swap him for many fucking players. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he good. goes at it. He was good. And he's a good leader, very vocal. Um, and he leads by example. Like, he fucking scored like 130 tries and like, he's very underrated. Hope you enjoyed that all talk best of punters and dribblers. Enjoyed. 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 Hopefully enjoy that. (laughs) You enjoy it. Did you forget to take those golf clubs home yesterday? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not the point, punters and dribblers. Hope you enjoyed it. We would encourage you, implore you even, to go back and listen to all the episodes. If you haven't. Demand you. Yeah, we demand. If you haven't heard them, go back and listen to them. It's good shit. Good honest shit. Oh, they're elite. They're great. I mean, best interviews in the business, Tom and I. I think that goes without saying. Mm. So... Just go listen to our work. Go enjoy us. Bathe in us. Bye. Drinking us. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>